to the Defenders Podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire Temple. <laughs> I'm Matt Murdock. <laughs> I'm, oh. Melanie I'm Melanie Gow. Yay! <laughs> and I'm Tammy Murakami from the Hands. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we did it. We did it. We're, we all have a part in this show now. Hooray. Um, and we have... <laughs> I was thinking, I really hope that there's like a villain in the Punisher, like the big bad in the Punisher series, is going to be called Melanie. So Mel has a character as well, and it's the, villain, the big villain in The Punisher. I think that would be delightful. We have two special guests this week. Uh, uh, Return special guests, we have Brad. Say hi, Brad. Hello. Uh, who, there isn't a character in these shows called Brad, I don't think. Is there? I don't think so. And we have Shane. Really good Wilson. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, Brad, you can just be the Wilson Fisk of the podcast today. Awesome. That sounds like <laughs> And Shane, you can be whoever you want today. <laughs> you can be what you want. You can be who you want to be inside. Feel free. Don't let you. So, a little bit of news today. Only a little, well, a few little bits. One thing I forgot to mention a couple of weeks ago, I think, is if you are a Defenders nerd, which I assume you are because you listen to this podcast, and you're on Facebook, you can now get Defenders stickers for your comments. Hooray! <laughs> and they're so cute. <laughs> and they're of all the little Defenders pulling funny faces and stuff. And they are a delight. So you should go and download them right now. Uh, also, Jessica Jones Season 2 has officially wrapped filming after five months. It feels like they started filming that about three minutes ago. So that's scary how quick that's gone. And there have been set photos showing David Tennant on set. So I did a happy dance. Mm-hmm. Nice. But we obviously don't know how he's going to be in uh, in the show. Uh, and some good news for you guys. I think you'll be happy to know this. That there has been a set photo in SFX magazine. And has, that has revealed that in the Punisher series, our, our friends in uh, the shows and... A uh, friend of the podcast in real life, Rob Morgan, as Turk, is going to be in The Punisher. Of course. Yay! Yay, he has to be. He is so the glue yeah. that binds them together. <laughs> has he? Has, has He must have been in Defenders at least once, right? Was he in the first episode? Was he in the first episode? I can't... I think he was. Wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Find him at the bar? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that was he, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but he's not been in Jessica it? Jones, has he? Oh, he wasn't? No, I think he was, oh, he was in all of them. Was he? So Cl- Claire has to be in, in uh, Punisher then, just to, uh, for consistency. Unless, uh, well, if she survives till the end of Defenders. True. She will. She has you're, hoping, you're hoping she won't, yeah. though, aren't you? I'm hoping that she gets taken out by Melanie Gow. No. <laughs> no. I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mel. You're a true pal. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last piece of news. Yesterday I released the interview I did... A week ago with um, Lauren Mary Kim, who is the stunt double for Electra, um, released that yesterday. It's a really good uh, episode if you're interested in stunt work and want to hear a bit about the character of Electra. Uh, honestly, have a listen. Lauren was really, really sweet. and We chatted for ages. It does have spoilers for the whole of the Defenders, though. So, guys, I'm sorry you can't listen. What else is new? (laughs) Just think of how many lovely things you'll be able to listen to or watch by the time we finish this series. (laughs) 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 I'll just take a quiet moment and think of all of those things. (laughs) 
<laughs> Truncate silence will take right care now. of that quiet moment. <laughs> it will get rid of it. <laughs> I looked uh, Turk up on IMDb, and uh, let's see, he was in Daredevil, Luke Cage, Defenders, and set up for Punisher, but that's it. Yeah, huh. so he wasn't in, yeah, he wasn't in Iron Fist either, was he? Nope. Yeah, that would make sense. Fair enough. He's going to be in, uh, Rob Morgan's going to be in a film coming out called Mudbound, which looks kind of amazing. Um, I've seen a lot of pictures like popping up about that, and I saw the trailer the other day as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that soon when it's out. Uh, right, so this week we are covering episode five of Defender Season 1 called Take Shelter. I don't know why it's called Take Shelter. Well, I don't know. These, these episode titles are kind of weird to me. It kind of did that in the last episode. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like this one should have been called Royal Dragon, but I don't know, because it's the big Royal Dragon fight. Um, this was written by Lauren Schmidt-Hisrich, uh, Doug Petrie, and Marco Ramirez, who obviously did the last two episodes as well, and directed by returning director Uta Brizwitz. I can never say her name. Uta Brizwitz. And the synopsis for this one is, Electra's loyalties are questioned, Colleen clashes with an old acquaintance, and Luke proves he knows how to take a hit. <laughs> such a weird when, when did he not prove that before exactly <laughs> he's always proving it it's kind of what he does <laughs> I was questioning it entirely the whole time until now well he proves he can't take a hit from Sawandi in this episode but then he takes a hit from a van so was, was it a van or was it a garbage truck or something I thought it was a van Okay. Uh, maybe it was a garbage truck I don't know um, so we start the episode speaking of vans, with a van speeding along the road with Sawande and his men inside. Gal and her followers are getting into cars and speeding to the Royal Dragon. And and Sad Sack Lona Murakami, not you, Tammy, uh, leaves the building <laughs> all on his own because he's so badass he doesn't need any, you know, little attendants, yeah. little soldiers. And they all arrive at the Royal Dragon. He killed a moon bear. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a sign of true badass. Moon bears have moon about. powers. Exactly. Ooh, does this mean that he is Moon Knight? And this is actually no. the start of a Moon Knight series? <laughs> oh, that was exciting. You wish. I do. I wish every night. I look at the stars <laughs> and I say, Starlight, Starbright, first star I see tonight. Make a fucking Moon Knight series, Netflix. Come on, <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, no, it turns out, there is like a Marvel character that like turns into a bear, though, isn't there? Oh, there must right. be. Like no, uh, Ursa Major, I think. Ursa Major. Oh, is that the character's name? He's a dude with a ponytail that turns into a bear. He's a literal star bear instead of a moon bear. (laughs) Crazy. You know, we were talking uh, yesterday. We were talking with my brother about um, different TV shows. Yeah. No, different TV shows, and we we brought up uh, Walking Dead, and then we talked about uh, the the guy who plays Glenn. Who is he again? Uh, Stephen Yeun. Stephen Yeun. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'd love to see him in Defenders play something. And then I was thinking what he could play. And then I was like, he could play, uh, what, what's the character? Is it Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi, yeah. I'd love to see him as Shang-Chi. He would make a perfect Shang-Chi. Oh, I just want to see him like show up in this as something, because I loved him in Walking Dead. I know, and, yeah, I stopped watching. Yeah, he would watching. be brilliant as Shang-Chi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. get him in as Shang-Chi. It'd be, oh, it'd be great. Uh, so Murakami leaps through the ceiling. <laughs> Making an entrance. <laughs> Is that what you do every time you go yeah. to a family gathering? <laughs> it's possible I have that planned as an escape route, yeah. Well, I know that you're going to like a big family reunion next uh-huh. week, Tammy, so now I'm imagining you arriving through the ceiling like, ta da! <laughs> 
Oh, Maybe. <laughs> you um, arrive through the ceiling and you make your exit through the ceiling. <laughs> I don't believe in doors. <laughs> no. <laughs> the ceiling is my door. <laughs> So Matt does what any of us, I think, would do if someone leapt through our ceiling is throw a chair at them. That's what I would do. <laughs> uh, and Luke and Jessica fight Electra, and then Alexandra sneaks off, as she always does. And then Sawande arrives, and there's gunfight in the restaurant. Um, what did you think of this fight? I've got, like, a few notes for it, but, like, what did you think of this whole opening? Because I think this fight is awesome! Yeah, it's definitely a step yeah. up from yeah. the action in uh, Iron Fist. Yeah. I like the mix of, of like martial arts fighting, obviously with Electra, but then you've got you've got all the different styles of fighting, you know, of, of the main characters. And then you've just got like Sawande's men turn up and they've got guns and you know, we don't always get that a lot with these characters in terms of just like gunfire and stuff. Like that's more Luke Cage type thing. It's just like mm. they're all mixing out oh I love it, it's so great. Which is good for Jessica since she's she feels she's the only person who doesn't know karate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that true? I was thinking, but oh, I guess Luke doesn't, but it doesn't matter that he doesn't know karate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Luke, for her, like, it's super dangerous no, for, for her to be yeah. in these fights. No she's martial arts training. training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Batman knows karate. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, like, Batman's, like, the only, like, human person. Like, it yeah. feels like Jessica's, like, like, the least powerful of all of them. Mm. Well, she's Even not, though she's, um, like, Super strength. Yeah, but yeah, like, know, but really being in tiny. terms of like, yeah. like overall, like they seem to have you know uh, more advantages than she. Like does. if they just allowed her to fly, like, like then, then she'd uh, contribute something. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wish she could. Um, she has the power of being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's powered by alcohol. <laughs> That's right. Nothing wrong with being drunk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you should fight Drunken Master style. Yeah. <gasps> oh, imagine oh, if she was in Iron Fist and she fought <laughs> Drunken Master. Oh, it'd be amazing. Well, they would just end up going to the bar and just, like, hanging out. Yeah. Oh, adorable. Yeah. We could set them up on a date. Oh. Aww. So cute. There's nothing wrong with being drunk as I'm drinking a bottle of hobgoblin right now. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> I thought you said hot garbage at first. <laughs> yeah, that's another British beer, I guess. <laughs> uh, so Gal just totally shoots Day's man and says, no, we want Danny alive, which, yeah... Probably not a good idea to just turn up Swanda and like shoot everything in that building when you want to take yeah. Danny around away alive. Um, and of course, Matt takes Electra into the other room and fights in there because he wants to talk to her. I really hated it. At, like the very first thing Stick says is, "Guys, stick together and we'll survive." And the first <laughs> thing that Matt does is separate. Oh, yeah. He like leaves. He doesn't even care. And I was like, "You're stupid." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he said, "Guys, stick." together and then he did a little cheeky wink oh. like oh get it get it misunderstood <laughs> <laughs> he's like because that's my name <laughs> um so one day he fights luke uh which is pretty cool although luke yes yeah, so one day seems to like be quite powerful because he's like punching luke all over the place yeah. um and then electra stops when matt says her name uh and she's like oh yeah my name's electra nachos <laughs> <laughs> I have a weird name. Um, and then Ele- this is this is where Murakami comes in, I think. And Electra like punches him across the world. He like flies across yeah. the world. Um, it's kind of crazy. And then this is where Luke gets hit by the truck and 
uh, so one day escapes. I thought that was crazy. That look. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He's made of everything, and he's <laughs> never gonna die. But like, to get hit by a truck, that can't be fun. Yeah. No. no. Even it, like, because I'm sure he can feel that. That's yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, because I, I always just think back to like, okay, I get it. We can shoot bullets at him. There's like, you know, he's impenetrable skin, but. He was pretty knocked out and almost died when Jessica shot him with the shotgun to the head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. A truck is pretty, <laughs> like, going full speed. I, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. I mean, the whiplash on your organs alone. Oh. <laughs> and we've established, yeah. like, he's got soft, squishy organs. So yeah. they're going to just be, like, like jelly now, his organs. Oh, just like paste. Uh, I will say, and this is something you can, guys can look out for, there are a few times in the series, um, mainly towards the end, where there's there's things where I kind of question how they deal with characters' powers. It's kind of similar, you know, the scene in which Jessica was tailing Matt? And I was yeah. like, I don't see how she could have tailed him without him knowing, because of the way his powers are. They sort of do things for convenience, and that comes up with Luke's powers as well, where you're like, hmm, I don't think that would have taken Luke out. You know, um, it obviously must be quite hard to write for the character though when you can't knock him out or anything because yeah. of his house. Um, and then we get Danny versus Gal, which is awesome. <laughs> Danny and this teeny tiny lady fighting. I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, Jessica and Stick rescue him, and then they collect Matt and they all run into the sewers. And Gal destroys the door with the Force or her chi or something. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what her power is. It was written down... Hold on, sorry. I just like when she's, like... She goes over there to, like, open... Get the door open, because these guys have been, like, trying to get the door open and can't by just running their bodies (laughs) into the door. They're idiots. And then, like, she she just kind of slowly walks up, and these guys just walk away, like, well, I guess we better get out of the way, because she's going to use her goddamn cheat power again. Oh, I love it. It was put down as an Easter egg, but I don't really think it is, so I'm going to tell you now. This is the only Easter egg again, because there's not many in Defenders. That they reckon that Stick telling <laughs> the four heroes to go into the sewers is a Easter egg nod to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> because <laughs> Stick was named, uh, like, a parody of Stick, like the character of Splinter was named after Stick as a parody yeah. of him, so it kind of makes sense, and they're his four turtles, <laughs> but that just really made me laugh. Because I, I will say, that, that shot where, like, where, like, the manhole cover, like, slides down right before Gal comes out the door, that's that's real Ninja Turtle. Oh, yeah. 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 So then I was thinking, if they were Ninja Turtles, who would be, which turtle guys go? I guess Jessica Matt's... Li- be Raphael. Yeah, Jessica's Raphael. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess, I guess <laughs> Matt's Leonardo, because he's the kind of leader. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But then who's Donatello? I guess it'd be Luke, I guess. I don't know. No. He's not geeky enough. Well, he's not. He's definitely not Michelangelo. Iron Fist is my <laughs> He's a party yeah, dude. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, he has to be Michelangelo. Well, maybe then, yeah. maybe because he's the most grown up, maybe then Luke is Leonardo and mm-hmm. Matt oh, is Donatello. That's Donatello. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Sure. Um, you know what? I don't think there's a one-to-one uh, uh, workout for this guy. Look, there is a one-to-one workout for everything, them. Brad. That's how the houses mm-hmm. in Harry Potter work. I know you know that. Oh, I, yeah. Definitely <laughs> <know> that. 
Uh, the, uh, the the most recent thing I've seen uh, or heard about uh, having to do with New York City sewers is this is a tangent, but I've been going through all the Friday the Thirteenth movies, nice. and apparently in Jason in Jason takes Manhattan, apparently it's just like the case that uh, once a day at a certain time, just toxic waste floods the sewers, and you have to be <laughs> out of the sewers by then. <laughs> Obviously, is that how like the Toxic Avenger was created as well? I don't know. Are the chuds, is is chuds no, you know, all that toxic waste in the New yeah. York sewers that goes through every night. I thought they said <laughs> that to, like, Staten Island or something. <laughs> it's, like it's, important, it's important to do your nightly toxic sewer, sewage pump of toxic waste. Otherwise, like, how are you going to turn monsters into babies? Guys, <laughs> 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 yeah, think about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hands. It's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome that Murakami like just just twists his arm back into place. Oh, it's so place. gross! Oh, I don't. <laughs> it's so gross. So in the next scene, Colleen is boxing in her dojo. Can, can we can we talk about Sigourney Weaver just like um, watching from the car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And she kind of slinks down like. Well, driver, driver, go, go, go before they see me. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't think my plan's working. Oh, dear. Uh, so Colleen's boxing in a dojo. Danny appears, and everyone else arrives, and they're all sad because Luke has been kidnapped, or so they think. Which, yeah. the fact that it lasts for, like, two seconds is kind of funny, because they're just like, oh, Luke's been kidnapped. Oh, no, here he is. I like that. And, I, I was um, glad he was not kidnapped. I want the team to stick together. Yeah. yeah I definitely. think he would be the hardest person to kidnap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Danny would probably be easiest because you just like throw a ball into a, a waiting van and he'd chase after it to get it and then you just shut the van. Because <laughs> he's a puppy. He <laughs> <laughs> chases it down the road. Working <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole time. <laughs> he does. Oh, I'll never unsee it, never. So Danny's kind of taking charge of the situation, and he and Jessica are pissed that Matt left to fight Electra again for the second time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And I like this little moment where Luke appears at the door, and Matt kind of smiles before Luke appears, because obviously he knows, because he can hear him yeah. or smell him or whatever. And he's like, hmm, there's a fine-smelling man coming this way. <laughs> <laughs> there's someone who smells like coffee coming this way. <laughs> Uh, and and Luke has captured Sawande. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, it's kind of a bit of a twist. And so, is he just like a regular dude, this guy? Sawande? Yeah. I don't think so, because he was punching Luke, and Luke was hurting, wasn't well, he? Well, it looked like he was using some sort of, like, hit pressure point foo, which doesn't, <laughs> which doesn't make him... Which, which doesn't mean he's, like, superhuman... Exactly, like he just could know pressure points, but I don't know. I wish I'd well, asked um, Lauren, Lauren Kim about pressure points. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like like the other members of the hand, he's old as dirt. I mean, yeah. there's that, like he's lived forever, and he just seems like someone who maybe is more on the intel, like uses his intelligence more than anything, because. He kind of seems to wait things out. Like, well, I'll just work out. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Because that's what happened the last time he was captured. And then they they basically waited everyone out till they were practically dying. And then they became his servants. Yeah. 
How did Bakudo get into this group? I feel like he is the odd man out. Bakudo would just give us a thumbs up and be like, hey, guys. Like, <laughs> like if I was going to vote somebody out of the hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd vote Bakudo yeah, he's, he just really he irritates such a me. He's weird, some creepy smile at all times. He always sounds yeah. super smug. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he feels like he should, like, he feels like he should not be, like, top tier. He should be, like, middle management hand. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Nobu should be higher than him. I mean, saying about yeah. Nobu again, but, yeah. I'm still, I'm still upset that Nobu's not one of the fingers of the hand. Um, speaking of the fingers of the hand, and speaking about another 90s cartoon... <laughs> Apart from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> I like the fact, and I was kind of chuckling about this this week, that we have because they talk about the South American kind of contingent, the backup, which is obviously Bakuto, and then I was like, oh, so if this was Captain Planet and the Planet is Bakuto would be hot because that was a South American kid, wasn't it? And I guess like the African one would be Sawande, so he would be Earth, and then I was trying to think of the others and I couldn't remember them. Wasn't Bakudo America? Bakudo is clearly <laughs> Oh, who would be Captain Planet? They would put their powers together and they create. I don't know. I don't know. Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember the other characters in Captain Planet. I only remember those two. Uh, so, Electra is sharpening her one remaining sword in the room because obviously Danny exploded the other one. And this is when Andrea appears and talks a little bit about some stuff, like how she started the hand and talks about her daughter. What do you guys think about this? Because there's some sort of revelations here about Alexandra. What are are the revelations? I don't know. She has a daughter and... uh, Oh, I guess, yeah. I don't know. That's about it. (laughs) That that wasn't super surprising, like, considering how long she's lived. (laughs) And also, she keeps calling Electra my child. She had the daughter before she became the hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. In her first life. Yeah. So it was almost like... So I didn't know if maybe she, like, had lost her daughter, and that's what made her go to the monks? Maybe, yeah. Because, like, a a few of the characters, like, Bakuto is relatively young. Well, Bakuto, Sawande, and Murakami, maybe, but, like... Alexandra and Gao are older, particularly like Gao. And I kind of wonder why Gao, like if Gao has aged then since, and if so, why, if they've all been alive for the same time. But then why Gao would go and train with the monks when she's already super elderly? I don't know. Or do they age? Yeah, because I, I, have, I have to imagine they don't age, that they yeah. all went to the monks and because they all left the monks once they formed the hand yeah. yeah so they were probably aging up until that point but then once they discovered the mysticism of the hand then they don't age anymore it's kind of weird because like then i would have thought maybe gal as the oldest would be her reasons for like joining the hand would be that she was trying to avoid death you know she doesn't want to die because she was like like elderly and approaching death and everything but i yeah. mean like like the rest of them apart from alexandra it's kind of sweet. They just want to go home. They're like E.T., <laughs> you know. They just want to live long enough to go home. So it's kind of interesting. And is, and is when they say that, do they just mean, like, Kanlun, where the monks were, or like, their individual homes? Because then why couldn't they just go to their individual homes? No, I think they mean Kanlun, because they were banished from Kanlun. So they want to live long enough to be able Uh-oh. to go back to Kanlun. Hmm? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so in the next scene, in the next scene, they're in this abandoned theatre. So one day's tied up and they question him. And we get another insult at Danny, which amuses me because we get at least one an episode of how he's a, a dum-dum. So kind of deserves it. <laughs> he's not that dumb in this episode <laughs> compared to usual. No, he is. Why? He's dumb. Well, he's always because a when, bit dumb. And they're like waiting in, when they're waiting in the car, like to kind of oh, ambush yeah. uh, whatever. Bakudo, he's got the license plate that says Rand ENT twenty seven or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell, Danny? Like you're like you go covert and you're not covert at all. I did not notice that. That's amazing. You're know, wearing dark glasses. <laughs> I'm wearing dark, my very expensive dark glasses. <laughs> I didn't understand later when he does the fight, you know, around behind the building, where everyone approaches him and he puts his hoodie up. I never understand that. Like, it makes sense for Matt because Matt can't see anyway. It makes sense for Luke because Luke, <laughs> it doesn't matter if he gets hit because he's invulnerable. But I never understand when, like, Danny and Colleen put their hoods up, because I'm like, surely that would limit your visual field, and you kind of need that. Yeah. So I'm just going to think that Danny put his hood up because he wanted to look like his BFF, Luke Cage, because he loves him. Because <laughs> hearts in the eyes. Danny. Yeah, hearts in the eyes, exactly. <laughs> so many hearts. Uh so we find out that the hand wants the fist, which is a weird sentence, but Danny doesn't actually mean anything to them, you know. And they say also, Sawande so says that New York City has always belonged to the hand. Yeah. Which uh, appears to be true, uh, going by what Jessica's found out. Yeah. Yeah. What if they just need to, like, chop off Danny's arm and, like, use that <laughs> as a <reverse thing? laughs> Just give them that and go, here's the fist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right, it's... Okay, we'll be going now. Okay, you guys have a nice day. Bye. <laughs> oh, right, um, you're channeling the X-Files again. It's channeling the X-Files? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. no yeah. Is that an episode? Uh, oh, you mean... Jessica, with... when the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crycheck, crycheck. Oh. They chopped off arms left and right on that. They did. Yes. I blocked a lot of it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I forgot the lone gunman's name last week. Um, maybe that's what Stick will do. We'll get an awesome, uh, you know, robot hand like Misty Knight um, in the comics, or he'll uh, get a really crappy mannequin hand like Crycheck in the X Files. <laughs> that all he can do oh. with it is dip a tea bag in tea. <laughs> oh, that show! So, so one day is a, a is awful in this scene because he's like properly taunting them and saying, you know, they're responsible for these deaths. Luke couldn't save Cole. Jess couldn't save John. Danny couldn't save Kunlun. He mentions Kilgrave again, which is like, no, stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're gonna, you mention Kilgrave, Jessica is gonna punch you. Yeah. Yeah, rightly so. Uh, I have a question for you, Tammy, in the next scene. Okay. What does, because Luke goes to wake up Claire, what does Claire mean when she says her mum is with her Tia? What's Tia? Her aunt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it aunt, really? Yeah, Tia is Spanish for aunt. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what it was. Um, I thought it. I thought it meant grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Abuelita. Oh, what is of it? course it is. Abuelita. Abuela. Oh, okay. I, guys, I, I I don't want to get to uh, um who who is uh the greatest defender of this episode yet, but can I point out <laughs> that uh, um 
before Luke snatches up this guy, when we see first see him in the van um, with his with his troops, uh, we see him wearing the stupidest like shell necklace. Yes. Um, but when we see him uh, tied up later, that's gone, which makes me think that Luke was like, take off this stupid thing. <laughs> or maybe Luke, maybe Luke kept it. <laughs> He's like, this is pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> Well, then, okay, I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, that's like the kind of shell necklace I would see every single backpacker wearing when I was backpacking, you know? I would not wear one, but particularly oh. like Australia, all the surfers and stuff like that. Maybe so one day's a surfer, that would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe Luke is the Michelangelo thing. <laughs> I just imagine now Sawande surfing the, the tidal wave of toxic waste through the sewers after them. <laughs> Kawabunga, dudes! <laughs> um, so Sawande so is uh, Michelangelo then. <laughs> yeah, Sawande's the secret. Actually, Brad, I have a question for you, okay? Now, we know that you are a fan of the villains so far in the shows, as in you love Diamondback. You loved uh, yep. Wilson Fisk. Who else did you love? You didn't love Kilgrave, did you? Uh, no, no, he's a real creep. No. Which other ones? <laughs> he's oh. an actual yeah. real bad yeah, guy. Yeah, <laughs> You liked Wards, even though he's not really a villain. Wards, you liked all the Meachams. So who who is uh, your favourite? Oh, the Meachams are great. Who is your favourite out of this little ragtag team of the hand? Oh, I mean... Ah, I guess Gal. Because, like... Sigourney Weaver just, like, sits in a car and watches shit happen. Um, the other guy, like, killed the bear and then took it to New York for some reason. Like, leave the bear there, weirdo. Um, um, Bakudo is nonsense. Uh, um, shouldn't exist. So one day wears a stupid shell necklace. And, uh, is there the other one? Is there another? That's all of them. Okay. And Gal's just... I think Gao uh, is the best as well, I'd agree. Yeah. The middle finger is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's why she's the middle finger. <laughs> Kudos to Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put Kudos a thumb because I just see him like being <laughs> cheesy and giving thumbs up hey. all the time. Hey! <laughs> hey guys! <laughs> Because that's what I feel like he does when he runs into, like, Colleen. It's like, hey, how's it How are you? <laughs> Let's catch up. Have you thought about coming back to Amway? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Mel, apart from his ridiculous license plate, um, what about else in this scene where they're sitting in the car? Uh, what are your other thoughts on it? I can't speak the English well today. <laughs> You're also, you're also breaking up. Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh sorry. So was there anything else in this scene with Danny in the car with Colleen that you had thoughts on that he was a dum-dum in this episode? I don't particularly remember what he said. I just remember the license plate being <laughs> way too obvious. I was really annoyed by it. Oh, but I'm just annoyed I, by oh, Danny. Danny. Are you? Do you find him more annoying, or do you find him just as annoying as he was in Iron Fist and Defenders? Because I think he's a lot better yeah, in Defenders. Wise. He's yeah, whiny. he's whiny and rich. He, he's the same guy, but we get less of him. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There was a I, uh, there was a lot of people saying like how much they loved Colleen in Defenders because she's uh, she seems to be a lot less just his girlfriend and just trading him you know around with him. Like she she seems a bit more independent and interesting. And a lot of people were like, why couldn't she be the fourth defender? And Danny's the sidekick. And it's like, yeah, that would be yeah. cool. 
Have two female defenders. That would be awesome. I I just I didn't like where she's just kind of like, well, you know, I said, you know, you need to get some super friends, but not these ones. And it's kind of like, okay, Colleen, what did you want? You don't want Danny working by himself. She just sounded like a jealous girlfriend in this she's in like, car. She's crying and like whining in this episode. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't like her this. in this episode no, at she's, all. <laughs> she's. So, I feel like they're trying to make her worse to make Danny look better. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she was hoping that Danny yeah. would like befriend the Avengers, but instead he brings this <laughs> lot home. <laughs> she's like, I you know, I think he's Captain America fist, okay? and Iron Man, not I, you know, not these these. Yeah. Bunch of I mean, that, that could be it. All right, all right. I can see, I can see her being disappointed in his choice. <laughs> if you have a mystically powered fist, can you hang out with, like, Hulk and Iron Man and not, um, not like, I don't know. Like, I feel like drunk. Doctor Strange would be up your alley. Yeah. yeah. I think you're better than drunk detective and, uh, <laughs> and blind lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> you're already in Love with loop, so I know I can't change anything there. But so. I saw the I saw the hearts in your eyes. I, yeah, maybe she's jealous. Mm. Maybe I think she's jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Well, I mean, because their their love is true. I mean, her, her yeah, and Danny's exactly. love is just fleeting. Danny yeah. and Luke, true love. Yeah. So this is when sneaky Bakuto appears. I bet you guys all went. Oh, I can't believe that Bakuto's still alive. <laughs> oh, I love this. I wasn't too surprised. We totally didn't expect it. We really did. <laughs> Just, it came out on if there's If there's no body, then they're definitely alive. Yeah. yeah. The surprise no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> the return of Bukuto. And he is as smug as ever. And it's, yeah, very annoying. He's an annoying dude. So he says that he came back to get Colleen because he wants her back in the hand. And then he they fight and he swipes her belly open with a sword. So I guess he didn't want her back that much. Um, but everyone arrives to kind of rescue her. And then he, Bakuto does what he does best is he disappears into the night, I guess. And we'll never see him again. So then we go to Karen's gigantic office. I was... Uh, oh, sorry. Go on. For some reason... For some reason, since I've been watching so much Friday the 13th, probably, <laughs> um, when he sliced... Uh, when he sliced Colleen across the stomach, I was like, what if her like, intestines fell out right there? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I do have to say, for the record, I am a fan of Bakudo's turtleneck. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh I should have cool known. turtleneck jacket combo. Like, <laughs> I like it. I like it. If you're a villain, what? all you have to do to get on Brad's good side is wear a turtleneck. I, mean, I, I, it, yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm going to put this to you, Brad. Okay, you ready? What if... Okay. I'm going to really test your loyalties to the turtleneck right now. What if tomorrow, on the news, you turned it on and Donald Trump was delivering a speech in a turtleneck? How would you feel? Oh. Well, first of all, Donald Trump's, like, head does not have a neck. It's just, <laughs> like, a weird, like, frog gullet. So I don't know how it would even, like, structurally work because that is not a dude with a neck that could have a turtleneck. So, I, I, just <laughs> I out of, like, neck. sheer science, I would like to see it happen. <laughs> Turtleneck science. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, Karen is in her ginormous office at the the New York Bulletin again, which I, every time I see this office, I can't, I cannot get over the fact 
that she was given this office before she was even a reporter. <laughs> I can't get over that fact. She just walks yeah. into into like the head reporter job at this this newspaper, and nobody else has an office. They all work in the bullpen, apart from the editor in chief. I don't <laughs> understand. Um, but I do like this scene. I like this scene where Matt is kind of honest with her, and he. I think he kind of knows he's not gonna, you know, get a good response in regards to this. But he's actually honest with her about that he's gonna be daredevil again. She's not happy. I just, I really don't like how, I mean, Karen and Foggy treat it as if he's a, some kind of drug addict. Yeah. And it's just so, it's, they, they make it this really weird trope, and it's just like, that's, it's not a thing, guys. Like, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't act like he needs an intervention of some sort. And yeah. He's it's got old. Some kind of, yeah. Did you, did you hear my Matt's daredeviling again? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, I want them to just get over this thing, yeah. Yeah. He called me three, three o'clock in the morning. He he was, oh god, he was he was climbing up a building. <laughs> he was so sad. Because they can still like be mad at him for putting their lives in danger and doing different things like putting himself mm-hmm. in danger without them treating it like he's got a disease yeah. of some sort. It's I, just bizarre. I want them to find. I want Foggy and Karen to walk in his apartment and find Matt in his Daredevil costume, just sitting there going. Oh, I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! Full on Saved by the Bell start would be amazing. (laughs) And then it'll be, they'll do a little speech at the end, and it'll be a very special episode of The Defenders. Oh dear. I learned it by watching you, Cap. (laughs) (laughs) So in the next scene, we get Misty. Yay! I love her so much. Um, and Luke asks her for help, and then they bring in the injured Colleen, and then more people are coming, apparently, um, to go and hang out there. So I, I love this because it's just, like, all the side characters. I know! It's sidekick central, <laughs> as I put in my notes later. Yeah. yeah. They're just all hanging out. But I was like, I was like, why do they, why are they all here? Is it for, is, I guess it's for protection, but they, like, brought in this, like, critically injured girl into the police station. And, yeah. Like, also, there's, Although, a, there's a big floor in the plan. Oh, go on, Matt. Sorry, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, it, it, I was glad that it did let uh, Colleen and Misty finally meet, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like the big floor in their plan, though, is the only one of them that has, like, a really a secret identity is Matt. Because, I mean, Danny goes and blurts that he's the Iron Fist to anyone. So, if Misty was there, if they knew about these four people running around New York... So, obviously, they know that one is Daredevil, even though he hasn't been seen for a while. Uh, like Trish, for instance, she knows that Daredevil's back, because she mentions it to um, to Malcolm. She would just have to look around that room and be like, okay, so so who's, who's that? Oh, that's Karen Page. Oh, I wonder, oh, who's that? That's Foggy Nelson. I wonder who they are. Hmm, they both used to work with this guy called Matt Murdock. Oh, he's not here, though. <laughs> and apparently these two have a link to Daredevil. Oh, he's totally dead. <laughs> like, it's it's not a good plan. Like, maybe put them in separate places. I don't know. It just feels like this is making it very obvious to Daredevil's secret identity. Uh, but what if they're more like, huh, they used to go to this Josie's bar all the time. <laughs> I think Josie might be Yes! Oh, I'd love that. And she's like, you never suspected it. What a twist. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Stick is hanging out with Sawande, and Sawande, they're having a bit of a back and forth and everything, and this is when we get Sawande's little story about being captured by the chase, the chased. And on the tenth day, the soldiers gave in to him and became like his little army, I guess. So he's always getting captured. Like, maybe just don't be so bad at being captured one day. <laughs> maybe just be better at your job. Um, also, Stick is a bit of a creep that he comments that he likes the smell of the woman he can smell on Matt, like Karen. I was like, oh, Stick, you creep. Oh, weird. Mm. <laughs> and then Stick tells Matt that Danny can't lead like Matt can. Um, Matt doesn't want to lead... And then he gets angry as well because he says Stick is using his faith against him. Uh, and he knows who he is, damn it. I was like, yeah, Danny can't really lead. He's just a little pup. I think Luke should lead. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So Luke is Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, so Luke is Leonardo. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it makes sense for Matt to lead, I guess, because he is the sort of... I, I don't know. He's the longest running defender. He's... They, they kind of kept saying that um, before Defenders came out that Matt was going to be the one that got everyone together, but it's I don't feel like that's really true. I feel like it's more Danny who's like, hey, we should all be super friends, you know? But uh, Matt doesn't want to lead, which of course means that he probably will end up leading, because that's usually the way it is. Uh, Why? Just because he's the most most well-known superhero? Come on. It is. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he it's his, you know, it would be his comic book title, like Shadowland, and then all the other characters cameo in it. Yeah, it's, he does have it's the costume. He's got the only the only costume. Huh. Yeah, you know that um, Danny is totally going to be like because he's jealous of like Matt's billy clubs. Later, he's going to be like, "Hey Matt, where'd you get those awesome billy clubs?" And then Matt's going to be like, "Oh, it's my friend Melvin." And Danny's going to be like, "Oh, cool." And then he's going to go to Melvin and be like, "Hey, can you make me a costume?" Can you make it green <laughs> and yellow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Danny wants, you know, a costume as well. He wants, yeah. he wants to be oh, a yeah, superhero. Yeah. It'd be so cute. Um, Is it, I have, a, I have a confession friend. to make. Oh, oh, what's your confession? Uh, I binge watched the series, <gasps> so I've seen all of it. Oh, I didn't actually ask you guys earlier because you've only seen up to this episode, haven't you, Brad? Yes, and I was questioning if I had even watched all of this episode before my <laughs> power was taken out by the hurricane last week, <laughs> yeah. but I did. I did finish it. Did finish it. Yay. So, can you say, like, without spoilers, Shane, what you thought of the entire series? Like, if you enjoyed it or you didn't? I I did really I did really enjoy it. I mean, I to be honest with you, I didn't get through Iron Fist. Ah, okay. It was actually thanks to your podcast. I I you know I didn't watch it, but I listened to the show. <laughs> yes. Altered on. Yes. A bit, a bit like Twin Peaks, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mention the TP words. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, but it was about this. It was about two thirty in the morning, and around about this point, I actually fell asleep on the sofa. Oh, my goodness! Why did? You, oh, I guess because you weren't crazy like me and started watching it at eight a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But at least this was nice, though, don't you think? Because it was so short; it's only eight episodes. Yeah, definitely. Like to binge watch. Oh, nice. Mm. Uh, where are we up to? Oh. Trish is at dinner until Jessica interrupts and basically grabs her away from her dinner and they head to the stairwell. And I don't know. Um, I just I just want to say as yeah. we're panning across um, the restaurant. Yeah. Oh, no. There is a dude <laughs> with the biggest, grossest man bun. Um, oh. Just like just sitting there like he's a human uh, talking to them. And I'm like, that's a villain. That's a villain. 
Um, <laughs> let's let's do something about that because it's not okay. He's he's not the the Daredevil oh, villain wow. man bull. He's the Daredevil villain man bun. <laughs> well, he's also like the other lady she's sitting with also has some ratty ponytail on top of her head. Trisha's just not hanging out with good people. So no. basically, Jessica's a hero because she gets Trisha away from these people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you see that rat nest that's on top of this lady's head, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll consider this. Right, okay, so, so far, Jessica, hero for rescuing Trish from these horrible people. Luke, hero for getting rid of Sawande's horrible necklace. <laughs> I mean, these are some true defenders. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of man buns, I'll just say that I'm pretty sure, Brad, that yesterday when I was in Kingston, my local town, uh, because we're near quite a few film studios over here, um, I'm pretty sure that I saw Ezra Miller hanging around in town, uh, a.k.a. Oh. Man Bun Flash. How was Man Bun Flash? What was he up to? <laughs> we didn't have a man bun, but, um, yeah, I'm fr- I'm 90% sure it was him, because I think they're doing, like, Justice League reshoots and stuff uh, in uh, Leaveston Studios, which Shane will, will know about, and they're also filming uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them too. so I think they're maybe doing pre-production there, and he's going to be in that as well, so, yeah. I should have said, hey, man bun flash. Get rid of that man uh-huh. bun. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, you should have just walked up behind him and cut the man bun off. <laughs> With a big pair of gardening shears? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you cannot be a superhero and have a man bun. <laughs> Absolutely not. That makes you a villain. <laughs> oh, I for- yeah, it, the man bun should... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, just no. Uh, so I don't know if you guys remember a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, we were talking about like the color lighting um, in one of the episodes, and I think one of you guys said that you really noticed it, and I said there's a scene coming up with two characters in a fight, and you really notice the lighting. So this is the scene I was on about because they run into this room, and the lighting, like like Jess and, and Trish run in, and the lighting is like red and blue everywhere. So I was like, yeah. oh, so Daredevil's going to show up because there's red lighting <laughs> everywhere. And, yep, he appears in his costume. The lighting love- warns you. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I just love that Jessica walks in and, like, out of nowhere, um, dude just, like, smacks her down. It's like, whoa, yeah. where did he even come from? He's in the middle of the room. Yeah. Yeah. He was hiding under the table like, waiting exactly. for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love that if we just see him going, oh, she'll be here any second, any second. He's got a dead tiger under the table. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's waiting there too long and he's like, oh, what if I've got time to check my Twitter? Hmm. <laughs> oh, no, here she comes. Uh, I love... I don't know if you guys noticed. Well, I love the fact that we get Daredevil and Jessica fighting side by side and yeah. Daredevil's in his costume. It's awesome. Um, I geeked out a bit. I love that when Murakami vanishes and they look over the, the thing to see where he's gone, um, there's like this guy standing there holding orange juice looking really confused. And for some yeah. reason, this just really amused me. Just confused yes. orange juice man. He's just <laughs> like, huh? Where'd he go? <laughs> Weird. Oh, it's like everybody in the town is just ninjas now. <laughs> Everywhere I go. Well, this New York's turning into a real Miami connection. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, New York hasn't had such a ninja problem since the 80s. <laughs> oh. Real crazy, man. I thought those turtles took care of everything. <laughs> <sighs> so back at the police station, Claire is patching up Colleen. 
Um, and Colleen, this is when Colleen has her cry because she believes Bakute when he says that she's weak. I was like, you need to get away from Danny. He's making you whiny. Yeah. Uh, Matt, were you excited when Colleen mentioned that all she wants is something stable? Because I was like, yes, like Daughters of the Dragon, damn it. <laughs> yes. And then so, they then they met each other and uh, the stars came into alignment and uh, they got their own show and uh, that, I'm watching that now. Yay! That oh, happened, I right? Love, that totally happened, yes, yes. <laughs> I would love that to happen. I want these two awesome ladies kicking butt together and being amazing. But I know yeah. that Misty Knight is in uh, Luke Cage season two. I've got a feeling she was rumoured to be in Iron Fist Season 2 as well, but I don't know. And obviously, Colleen's going to be in Iron Fist Season 2. So at the moment, I don't see how they can kind of team up, because they'd have to sort of be in each other's shows. So I don't really know. But I would I would love to see them team up. Um, this is when Malcolm gets coffee and chats to Trish. He's grossed out by the police station coffee. Uh, Karen arrives. Trish recognises Karen. And then Foggy... And Foggy arrives as well, and this is when we <laughs> they talk about Matt's problem. Oh. A little problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want Matt and Foggy to be friends again. It kind of it, it hurts my heart. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry if it's anyone's line, but when Karen's like, it's happening again, I'm like, shut up! Oh my god! Oh, they're doing Twin Peaks season four? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's when the, the Twin Peaks giant should appear and be like, hey, that's my line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't like this. Um, Misty and Clean, though, I, I put four hearts in my notes because I love them together. So then we go to the uh, meeting of the hand, uh, obviously apart from Sawande. Uh, this is when we find out they want to go back to Kunlun and Bakuto's being all sarky. And it's kind of like me. And um, and then Murakami tells everyone that Iron Fist and Daredevil are allies. There's not really much to this scene, so I can't think of anything else. I like the set design, though. It's kind of weird, metallic, sort of underground-looking thing. It's the most supervillain room that's ever been. Uh, it really is. They should be wearing capes. And they should be looking over a map of, like, of they are. New York. I thought, they were just looking of... Of... I thought they were just looking at the picture of Kunlun. Oh, okay. Well, they're still overlooking a map. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, but really, What's a map, a map can What's be anything, map? as I've been informed. Uh, a map what? could be uh, a door or a bird. Uh, we can talk about this for another 48 minutes. <laughs> oh, let's do that. I want to know what a map is. <laughs> Did you guys like in the next scene, this is obviously when uh, Danny is all jealous of uh, Matt's Billy Club, and Luke's like, uh, no, I- I'm cool. Don't get what you mean. I was like, Luke's got a uh, weapon envy. But it's pretty harsh him wrapping this billy club around Sawande's neck. I was like, ugh. Yeah. That was kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, it was mm. awesome. I'm pretty sure, I think it's in this scene, unless it's in the next episode, I'm not sure. There is a YouTube video that I, I will um, post. It's an interview with Mike Coulter and Kristen Ritter. And they're talking about if anything went wrong on the set. And <laughs> Mike Coulter talks about filming this scene in which Charlie Cox had to throw the billy club across the room. And, of course, when he's throwing the billy club um, for shots, they use, like, a, a, a rubber one that won't hurt on impact. 
And up until then, like Charlie Cox is apparently really, really good at throwing this billy club. Like he's he's got really good aim. And Mike Coulter had to stand like somewhere in this scene with his like kind of back facing Charlie for filming the scene. And apparently, like, they're ready to, like, they keep doing the, the thing and it hits the mark every time of where Charlie's meant to hit it and it's all good. And then as they hit, they, they hit action, Charlie throws the, the thing and it hits Mike Coulter in the back of the head. Mike Coulter's oh, like, God damn it. And while he's telling this story, like, Kristen Ritter is, is like, like, laughing so hard. She's, like, wetting herself. She's shaking laughing. And then Mike <laughs> Coulter's like, right, right, you know, like, oh, you know, whatever. And then Charlie's like, no, 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 I can definitely do it. I can definitely do it. You know, they do a few practice takes. He gets it every single time. They all set up. They hit action. He throws it and it hits Mike Coulter in the back of her head. <laughs> <laughs> and Kristen Ritter is, is just amazing. She's laughing so hard. It's brilliant. And then there's a video of um, Finn Jones and Charlie Cox watching the video of this interview. And Charlie Cox is really like, no, 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 but, I, but I, I'm really good at it. I really can. Like, <laughs> and it's just kind of adorable. <laughs> I love it. So I will post that on the uh, on Facebook and Twitter so you guys can watch it. Mm. Uh, so this is when Matt is demanding answers about Electra because he says, you know, she tried to kill me twice and she she was going to kill me twice, but she hasn't. And it's because she loves me. Um, and then Swando says, if that's the case, you know, we're going to destroy her because she's not doing her job as the black sky. And... This is when Sawande reveals that um, Electra died in Matt's arms, and that's when Matt releases Sawande. And I was like, good, Matt. Good that you released him, because I don't want you killing this guy like you killed people and you dropped fire extinguishers on their head in season one. <laughs> He's learning. He's growing up. <laughs> but um, I do I do like they didn't just have him kill this guy, because he's still one of the heroes. You know, you can have Stick kill someone, but I think it makes sense not to have Matt. And Stick tells Matt to tell everyone the truth. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about this, that he's being truthful and the way everyone reacts? It's about time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he needed to tell. I mean, yeah, I mean, he hasn't known these people for that long, though, which kind of makes, you know. No, but that would mean he should have been honest with them and upfront even sooner because yeah. he's been putting their lives in danger every true. fucking time. Yeah, yeah, true. True. Hey, stick together. <laughs> Let me run off. <laughs> I mean, oh, come on. Yeah, I know. I'm a Matt apologist. I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, it's I... okay. Someone has to be. It's not going to be me. <laughs> you can go ahead and do it. But I, I do, I do agree. Um, he should have been honest sooner because also, if he thought that Electra was still in there, then he would kind of want to sort of protect her until they know the truth. I guess. Yeah. So he could have said something so that when when they were at um, the Royal Dragon, so that when she turns up, they sort of, I mean, I don't know if they would agree to it, but they're not trying to kill her, you know, they're trying to just take her alive, I guess, or something, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a bit of a lose-lose situation for him. Yeah. Uh, so Gal reacts to the Daredevil news, and they're all very annoyed because obviously... Um, Daredevil, they know that Daredevil is the person that Electra was involved with they don't necessarily know he's Matt Murdock um, and that means, because she spared his life, that means she is not an empty vessel like Alexandra promised and that Alexandra has failed them. Also um, Sigourney Weaver is dressed like curtains <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hate all of her She's got a silver outfits. skirt, hasn't she? It's 
she shops at the same weird supervillain store that Hillary Clinton does. <laughs> <laughs> is it the uh, Brooklyn superhero supply store, Brad, in uh, Brooklyn that me and Tammy have visited? Yeah. It may be. Like, where are these outfits coming from? I loved her storm Stormtrooper coat in episode one. Yeah. I was like, I'd totally wear that Stormtrooper coat. But I love it because it looked like a Stormtrooper. It's kind of great. I'm pretty sure I spoke. I, th- I think Stephanie Maslansky spoke about Alexandra's wardrobe a little bit when I spoke to her. So um, I have to listen back or you guys can listen at the end of the series, obviously. But I would love to ask her more about Alexandra's wardrobe as well. Uh, so Danny is really angry at Matt, obviously, for telling the truth. And I love that Luke is just like resurrected. Say what? Which isn't a quote because yeah. that's basically what he says. Um and obviously, so one day he escapes from his ropes and goes to attack Danny, he holds him hostage, and Stick just chops his head off. And I love that his head just rolls around the floor. It's kind of adorable. <laughs> in a gross way. Adorable. <laughs> yeah. That's but not always... the right word. <laughs> I, look, I like horror, okay? I'm just like, oh, it's like a little bowling ball. I don't know, I just found it funny. Yeah. First thing I said when I saw that, I thought to myself, soccer anyone? oh they just all you know kind of bond again by playing soccer with his head (laughs) takes a dark turn (laughs) uh alexandra goes to find a lecturer but she's not there and it's because she's being a creepy creeper in her amazing black coat that i really want i love that coat so much and she's creeping around matt's apartment and then she sits on his bed and sniffs his pillow and curls up in the fetal position I thought this scene was with her boots on too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He'll totally be able to. Yeah, you know, he'll be able to tell she's been in his bed because he's gonna be, be mud to... in his bed. <laughs> There's very mud in his bed anyway. Like he jumps in that bed straight after his daredeviling. <laughs> yeah, all that daredeviling. Yeah, he thought he gave it up, but I guess not. Look at those sheets. Karen, uh, <laughs> I was over at Matt's. And I saw mud on the bed. <laughs> you know what uh, that means. He's back on it. <laughs> she was pulling a. She was pulling a Rick James. <laughs> I thought this was really sad. I was like, oh, poor Electra. I don't know. I think it's maybe just the way Elodie played it. I thought it was really good. It wasn't over dramatic, and she just curls up on the bed at the end of the episode. I liked it. Yeah, it was really I didn't sad. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, sure, you have a bit of Electra in you, but you're not Electra anymore. You're black sky look Why tammy are you, in bed? you are a weapon get to weaponing <laughs> <laughs> this is how we know that tammy is definitely part of the hand tammy have you never climbed into a man's a man's bed and just curled up in the field position and sniffed their pillow oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh, even when brad was living with you tammy No one touched anyone else's pillow. It's disgusting. <laughs> where you put your head. Oh. Gross. Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh. Uh, so that's the end of the episode, guys. And I don't have any Easter eggs for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not many Easter eggs in the Defenders. Although Mel had a good one earlier with the license plate. Thank you, Mel. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Yeah, you guys would just have to be a bit a bit hungry for Defenders. I'm afraid. Hopefully, Punisher will have some juicy, juicy Easter eggs. You're going to starve us for a week. I'm yeah, I'm going to starve you for ten days, and then you'll all become my servants, like with Swan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so now I guess it's time for quotes. Uh, Shane, you are our guest. Would you like to go first? Uh, I don't have one, unfortunately. That's okay. I, I couldn't think of many for this this episode. Brad, do you have any quotes? Um, I don't. <gasps> sorry, sorry, I've been dealing with a hurricane. Fool's flag, fool's flag. Never happened. <laughs> I've been dealing with a pretend hurricane. They just shut off my power for no reason for a week. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. You're you're uh, allowed off then, Tammy. Do you also want to skip the quotes? No, no, I've got quotes. Uh, uh, all right, this is uh, Murakami because obviously, <laughs> um, when she attacked me at first, I thought she was protecting her kill. <laughs> Just the way he speaks, I'm like, what? <laughs> like a leopard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> I, I like the way Murakami talks. It's very yeah. eloquent. Uh. Melanie Gow. I'm just gonna do Iron Fist. Wee wee. <laughs> oh Mel, I don't know what scene that was. That could have been any of them. All of them. Oh. <laughs> I don't have any quotes. <laughs> oh, so it's. Uh, do I have any quotes? Mm, I, have I like. I like Stick saying, "Now it's a goddamn party." When everyone turns up, that was cool. Um, Tammy, let's, let's have a quote. Off. Okay. Okay. Sigourney Weaver quote. Um. Window rolling up. (laughs) (laughs) Window rolling down. Uh, Yeah, I've got a uh, Sawande. You are the dumbest Iron Fist yet. Yes! (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was a good one. I had one that Claire said. I have one. I do have one. Yeah. Oh, good. good. Uh, The scarf looked better. Oh, yeah, that was great. I love that. The one as well that was in all the trailers is uh, Nice Ears, and he's like, They're horns. Uh, I have one that Claire says, which is, um, what did she say? I hate being right all the time. And I was like, me too, Claire, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you always right, you... Yeah. Uh, I've got Jessica. Okay, to be clear, we've now used the word resurrected three times. (laughs) (laughs) She's so done with these people. Oh, I love it. It's so great. I like uh, Danny and Luke as well when Matt uses Billy Club. Danny's like, so cool. And, and Luke's like, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or at the beginning when Danny's like, my company owns a building not far from here. And Jessica goes, we don't need another hideout. We just need this to be over. And Colleen runs to his side immediately. And yes. is like, no, we need another hideout. Like, this is good. Like, she, she just has to protect Danny. And I'm like, give it a fucking break. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not a Colleen fan, apparently. That's fair enough. They don't make it easy for you. No. No. It's not. I feel bad. I want to like her. Sure. They <laughs> don't. They don't with some characters though. Like I, I find it really hard to like Claire Temple now. Yeah. Because so I wrong. liked her in the first. So, so wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, I have a stick and Sawande quote, which is. So one day says, I was wondering when I'd see you again. And Stick says, me too. And then he waves his hand in front of his eyes and goes, guess it won't be today. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> that really made me laugh. Uh, any other quotes, guys? Nope. Nope. Okay. So after quotes, we vote for Defender of the Week. This will be interesting. Hmm. Uh, we only actually had one vote on Facebook. So every vote counts, guys. Every vote counts. Uh, Shane, who would you like to vote for for this week? Uh, ooh. I'm 
one between two, if I'm honest with you, but I'm going to have to go for Luke Cage. Okay. One point to Luke. Why, why Luke? Just, just because he got run over by the garbage truck. <laughs> and he got rid of that gel necklace. Yes. <laughs> um, Brad. Yeah. He's wearing it. He's like, oh, this will, this will go well with my, my, my wardrobe of yellow hoodies. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, uh, on principle, I want to vote for Claire, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> not, not the Claire that abandoned me for cats. Um, <laughs> the awesome one. Um, so, but uh, if I have to keep it to the people we're calling the Defenders for some reason, um, yeah, I mean, I did a lot of cool stuff, but I don't know, I... Uh, Luke got rid of that necklace, which is really, really, uh, really <laughs> strong. Um, Danny, of course, is a complete loser. I mean, <laughs> he almost got himself kidnapped. <laughs> like, how dumb are you? Um, <laughs> like, how dumb was the other Iron Fist? Is what I he, want to know. He like, almost got kidnapped by the guy that they they previously kidnapped. Yeah, exactly. Like, they they outnumber him by quite a few, and he almost got kidnapped. <laughs> so, uh, I uh, but Jessica got uh, Jessica rescued um, what's her name from Trish from the people with bad hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then she immediately got smacked down. So, oh, it's so hard. You know, I I'm gonna have to go with Matt. Wow. He did a lot of things this up. He did a lot of he things. Did. He did. He's back and he's back on the Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> the dead of again. <laughs> uh, Matt. Uh, can I give it to Stick for that decapitation? <laughs> what was it you called it? Was it a, a, a sexy decapitation or what? No, it was amusing. <laughs> oh, it's cute, right? Yeah, cute. it's a cute that's decapitation. Cute. Can I give it to him for the cute de- decapitation? <laughs> no, that's not allowed, is it? No, um, I'm sorry. I'll give it to Luke because he he uh, survived that that uh, truck and captured the dude. Nice. Same. Same with me. I, and I just like Luke. I just I like Luke and Jessica, and that's about it. <laughs> Luke and Jessica. Oh, they're so cute. Uh, and Mel goes for Luke as well. So Tam yes. Tam Tam. Uh, I am gonna go with Luke because he got hit by a truck. He captured Sawande. He's all around kind of awesome, and he's the one that worked with Misty to make sure everyone was safe. So that's true. I'm giving it. I'm giving it to Luke. And he oh. smells like coffee, so Matt can Matt back it out. <laughs> but what if he kept the necklace? Exactly. <laughs> we'll never know. Okay. Or will we? Exactly. Does, does he lose the episode where we find out he kept the necklace? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I am torn because part of me wants to give it to Matt because he's doing the Daredevilin again, which makes me happy. Um... But and and he I, still fits good into the suit, which yeah, is for him. <laughs> it's been it's been working out. He's been you know keeping trim. Oh, wouldn't that be funny if he went to put it on and it didn't fit? <laughs> 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 no. So he turns up to fight to rescue Jessica, and he's just wearing the helmet and the gloves. No, 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 but like the rest is on, but it's like he has to bunch it up because he just won't go over his gut. <laughs> 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 oh, I would love that. That'd be great. It would be so good. Oh, oh man. Jesus Christ, Daredevil. <laughs> oh. Um, 
I I think like Luke did a lot of really cool things as well. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it to Luke oh. as well with like half a vote for Matt. <laughs> if, if <you're> the truth. <laughs> So this <laughs> combined with listeners' votes, um, we have Danny and Jessica with zero points each. We have Matt with two points, and we have Luke as our winner this week with five points. Congratulations, Hooray. Luke! Yay. Here's your prize. It's Tammy. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> we're giving away Tammy as a prize now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hey, Tammy uh, wouldn't mind. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's just going to the winner of Luke, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's Tammy wouldn't mind. It's what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So now it's time to rate this episode. Uh, Shane, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, apart from the fact that I fell asleep out for the first time I watched it, <laughs> I, think I, I, I blame that on it being 3.30 in the morning. More than, more than the episode. Um, but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I mean, going into Defenders overall, I thought to myself, well, it's got Iron Fist in it. I didn't get through Iron Fist. Am I going to get through Am I going to get through Defenders? Yeah. So, but uh, I really uh, enjoyed this episode, so I'm probably going to have to give this, ooh, probably going to have to give this about eight and a half, I think. 8.5 any wacky uh, form of rating that you'd like to give it you don't have to um, playing soccer with a head <laughs> fair enough uh, Brad um, yeah, this is, I enjoyed this episode the weird thing about it though is it's just another episode of wow that crazy thing happened let's talk about it and then huh what are we going to do next oh a crazy thing happened let's talk about it like, it's a lot of it's like we had two bottle episodes back to back, like which is fine. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's it's good. It's just like we're we're doing a lot of talking about and planning for yep. two episodes. Um, and we're well, over halfway through now as well. Remember? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, it seems weird that like we have even less episodes, and I still feel like we could have condensed this a little bit, maybe. Yeah. But I I don't know. I enjoy it. Um, it's fine. I'll say. Uh, Eight out of ten um, uh, terrible hair dinners. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst type of dinner. Their uh, style is nightmare dinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie Gow. Claire Temple. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should be so lucky. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I, it was fine. Uh, it's just, ugh, yeah, just, mm, Danny, meh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll just give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, um, obvious license plates. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Um, Tammy? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I like Matt and Jessica fighting together. I thought that was fun. Uh, I really liked Luke getting hit by a car and then just showing up with Solande. Like, we didn't even need to see how that happened because Solande really should have been able to get away. I don't I don't know how that happened. But he didn't, and so it was good. And we got to see heads rolling, so that's fun. So um, I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10 uh, four-star shit shows. 
Eight out of ten, four star shit shows. Um, Matt. I liked it too. Um, you did. Yeah. The only parts I don't <laughs> really like are well in this episode uh, in particular is uh, Colleen kind of breaking down there and feeling sorry for herself. And uh, I just the realization that I'm kind of disappointed in Sigourney Weaver's part in this so far. I was really looking forward to her being in this, and so far I'm not not feeling her character, and especially not her her fashions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but besides that, I liked it. Uh, fighting's better than it has been. Um, I'll give it a seven point five out of ten. Cute roly poly heads. Aww. It's on my Christmas list. <laughs> um, I yeah, I like this episode as well. There's a lot of cool stuff in it. Um, I w- I'm happy if it is just sitting talking around, uh, talking around, uh, sitting around talking. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. Um, because it, that's the stuff I like. I don't know, but I do think the fighting in this episode was really good. I didn't like Colleen feeling sorry for herself, um, but I do think she's an interesting character. The whole thing with her backstory, you know, with the hand is kind of cool. Um, I find it a lot more interesting than some of the stuff with Danny's backstory, unfortunately. Um, I like the stuff they did with Matt as well. The the stuff with Karen and Foggy, I I don't know about it. I have a few issues with Karen and particularly Foggy in this season. And you'll find bits about those later. Um, But that's the main stuff I didn't enjoy. So I'm going to give this... Eight out of ten Daredevil diets. <laughs> and that gives it 7.8 out of ten on, on average. Nice. A thoroughly decent score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now it's time for feedback. We have quite a bit. Um, we have a email from Nutty. It's quite short. Uh, does anyone want to read this? Sure. I love how all the loved ones are meeting and Misty is giving protection. Everything about these interactions makes me happy. I kind of want to see them all talk and put things together, but we don't have enough episodes for that. Yeah. I love I love the infighting in the hand. I'm really enjoying how the series is going now, now that it is ramped up. Sure, I have my nitpicks, but mostly it's cool. I think I prefer Black Sky Electra to Living Electra. <laughs> I think I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like them both. I like how bratty uh, Living Electra was. Um, thanks, Nutty. I like that Nutty is enjoying the Defenders so far. That's not spoilers for the rest of her feedback, by the way, because I haven't seen it. Um, we have an email from Wu. Does anyone want to read this one? Yeah, why not? The Defenders podcast, this episode and episode four, were my favourite in this miniseries. So I'm just... Just some quick things I wanted to mention. I have had the most violent darkness of intentions originate from something so simple. Um, what I mean is, it's both Baku and Alexander want a family, and that's partly why they desire immortality, and they want their chosen children to follow in their footsteps. Hmm. I have a question for Claire. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this is a non. And this is a not a spoiler. Better not be, Wu. Better not be. I'm going to have to choose my words very carefully. Uh, Are you as curious as I am about Karen Page's motivations are going to be to to assist the Punisher in his show? After that scene in this episode with her and Murdoch also 
also what happens in the finale hmm. I don't uh, I don't know. I am quite curious about it, but I've kind of said before, like we've discussed a bit, um, that we're not really, and I think I've discussed it with Rebecca as well, our other listener, like we're not really sure what Karen's role in The Punisher is going to be. It's, it's, It doesn't seem very uh, like an organic choice for her to be in that series, apart from to tie it in with Daredevil Season 2, I guess, and the rest of the shows. So I'm but- not... He had, he had the most interactions with her out of anybody, though, didn't he? Yeah, I know, but I, I don't see how... she. I mean, she's not going to be an antagonist, I guess, against him, so I don't see why she would assist him either, because she's so anti-daredeviling, or punishing, <laughs> you know, that I, I don't really understand what her role is in the show, but, I mean, I guess we'll find out when the show hits. I'm curious to see what they do with it, though, uh, Woo. Yeah, because that, that was my thing, too. It's like she just has such an aversion to Matt being Daredevil that I'm just like, but how can she... You know, and it goes back even to season two of Daredevil. It's like she was so behind the Punisher and supporting him that it's kind of like, yeah, but he's still kind of a bad guy that you supported. Yeah, Matt comes out and is a good guy, and you have huge issues with it. Well, listen... um. You know, I think in moderation, punishing's okay, um, <laughs> as long as it doesn't lead to daredevil. <laughs> and I don't think there's any studies that really prove that it's a gateway drug, so... Uh, actually, that reminds me, sorry Shay, it reminds me of um, something that happened in the episode earlier, in the Matt and Karen scene, where he says to her, you deserve better, and she says, so do you, or something. So I took her line, so do you, two ways. I want to see what you guys think. In one way, it's that I I felt like she would say, you deserve better than being this guy, you know, just goes and beats people up and gets beaten up yourself. So you deserve a different life. But also you could take it as he's saying, like, you deserve better than me. And she's saying you you do, too, as in he deserves better than her. And they're kind of going back to the storyline from season one in which she killed Wesley you know and so she is a murderer as well which would be interesting for them to bring back I would like for them to explore this darkness in her and that she feels that he is too good a person for her as well I I don't know if she's she's what yeah she's dabbling she's dabbled in punishing herself yeah in punishing exactly Mm. she hasn't got to daredeviling yet so um but like (laughs) like what did you guys think of that line yeah I mean I I took it as her saying that he deserves better than him being Daredevil. Mm. Like, he deserves kind of a life outside of Daredeviling. (laughs) (laughs) You need to clean up. Get that out of your system. You need to go to DA, Daredeviling Anonymous. Yeah. You're getting devil tracks in your arms. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, Shane. Just say no to Daredeviling. Just say no. (laughs) Anyway, back to the emails. Uh, I I doubt Karen will be against Frank Castle. Lots of great action sequences in this episode. I won't mention any specific ones because you you guys have already done that, most likely. Cool. Quote of the episode is from is from sort of one day to Jessica Jones. Have I gotten in your head just as he did long ago? That was good. Yeah, defender of the episode, Daredevil. Seeing him use his Billy Club from so one day put a geek smile on my face <laughs> thank you Jack the King Kirby for coming up with that weapon for dead 
Weapon for Daredevil originally in the comics. That, lastly, love the nod the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle to the defenders using the sewer system to get away. For those who did not know, the creators of TMNT are big Daredevil fans. Once again, thank you for Claire for having me on episode four. It was one of the best podcasting experiences I've ever had. Woo. Oh, thanks, Woo. You are welcome. Yeah, I, I got a big, you know, nerd hard on when the uh, the Billy Club was used as well. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. I was like turned into Danny for a second. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? We have one from Sedna. Mel, you're up. Actually, I have two emails from Sedna. Uh, I think one is a link. I'm going to check it out before I post it. I'm going to post Sedna's feedback in the message thing now. It starts with Defenders and Stick. Sorry, I have a sour candy in my mouth. Ooh, nice. <laughs> what flavor? Blue raspberry. Ooh, that does sound good. It is. Okay, I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> um, Defenders and Stick. Assemble! <laughs> Just better learn some karate soon, because their most effective move here is a Miss Piggy style. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um... Matt lures Electra away for round two in a spot of deprogramming, and we find out why Alexandra's going all mommy dearest over her. Lucky Luke's off-camera escape results in him nabbing Sawande, who also has some choice insults for Danny. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) No no surprise, Brian Blessed voice, but Kudo's alive! It's loved one. No, you have to do a Brian Blessed voice, Mel. I don't know what that is. It's, but Kudo's alive! It's loved one roundup time to spend just a few days hold up as guests of Misty and the Harlem NYPD. Ooh, I can't even talk. <laughs> Misty and the Harlem NYPD. Nice setup for each other's friends to get to know each other. For Claire to patch up Colleen's teeny tiny midriff and <laughs> offer some useless big sisterly non advice. She deserves so much better FFS. Uh, Matt's got to do the talk with Karen again. And uh, she says, that's a cute Daredevil colorway coat she's got there. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say about her coat. It was like black and red. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. So he can get the suit on. Save Trish and Jess from Murakami. Jess, we love your snark, but come on. He's just saved you from gutting. From a gutting. And all you can do is bitch. Uh, And then do a Danny impression. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Do you need Morgan Freeman? Mel, do you need Morgan Freeman? <laughs> Maybe. Morgan Freeman? Um, you posted somewhere I can see. Yeah, you have to uh, send it to us, like, either Facebook uh, or email. I'll keep reading. Okay. I can't do a Morgan Freeman impression. Uh, blah, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do Danny impressing torture stuff. Yes, do Danny impressing torture stuff with his grappling line and sow seeds of doubt in, in all but Alexandra's faith in Black Sky slash Electra. Oh God, now no one trusts him and he's in trouble for lying again. But when Electra goes to Matt's <laughs> flat and curls up in his bed, oh my poor heart, I can't take it. Thanks, <laughs> Thank Sedna. you, Sedna. I still always feel like Sedna just explodes at the end of every one of her emails. Like she can't type anymore. She's just like. Wah! And just explodes in like glitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she also sent us a link to a Tumblr post, which is uh, says it's a lovely. Oh, what did she put? A lovely alternative rendering of the Claire Colleen exchange. 
Uh, Mel, would you like to read this with me? We can pick a character each. Okay. Okay, who would you like to be? Do you want to be Colleen or do you want to be Claire? Uh, whichever. Whichever you think would fit I'll be Claire and then it's less confusing. (laughs) I've just sent it to you now. Okay, can you see that? Okay, I'm already confused though. (laughs) Why? Yeah, but who's talking there? Oh, okay, it's Colleen. Okay, never mind. I get it. (laughs) So who am I? You're Colleen. So you read the the, okay. the white and I'll read the yellow. Okay. It's been unresolved. To... <laughs> I can't talk. I can't even <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to swap? Do you want to swap? No, no, I'll swap. Okay, okay. I, I want to do a whiny voice because she's crying. Okay. <laughs> it's been unresolved till now because this show doesn't really care about me. But TBH, I have the most tragic side character arc in this show. Claire, I have a lot of trauma. You don't deserve this. Has anyone actually asked how you are? Oh, hon. I thought I was helping people, but I was really just helping indoctrinate the kids I loved. I don't have a single healthy coping mechanism. I've lost, like, every family ever. That cult I was a part of for my entire life fucked me up really bad. Literally, all of you are in your 30s. All this shit keeps piling on. I'm not even developmentally an adult yet, and I'm 24. <laughs> I'm not, I'm feeling really lost, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> Can I take a break from getting stabbed and running around fighting people all the time? I just want some love. Can everyone stop leaving and manipulating me? <laughs> don't know what they're doing and they ain't been in a cult you deserve a fucking rest i understand and i also want some peace that makes a lot of sense you've been through hell he doesn't do jack shit for you you literally always need to hold him up he tried to school you in your own dojo i just don't think you're going to find that stability oh no actually i've missed one sorry David, Dan, Smith, like that. I just don't think you're going to find that stability with David. You deserve more than all of his emotional labor for no thanks. You're 500 (laughs) times better of a fighter. You aren't self-centered 100% of the time. I have a really cute cousin you could meet. She's normal and makes great rope, rope, I don't know what that is. Look at your jackets and tell me you aren't gay. You could be the defender, Colleen. Also, you smile more around around women than you ever do around him. I, I guess I do have a lot of gay jackets. And <laughs> I am a better fighter than him. And I don't whine 90% of the time. I'm also, like, actually Asian. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> I love that version. <laughs> I wish that was on the show. It's so good. <laughs> no. That's funny. Awesome. Thank you for that, Sedna. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, we... I didn't realize all of Co- Colleen's gay jackets. Now I'm like, do I gotta go back and do a fashion watch? <laughs> I mean, this is why I love her jacket so much, you know, because I'm 50% yeah, gay. Say... So, you know, I I love her ti- like her tiger jacket. I really want one. It's so cool. Oh, what if what if so Colleen and Misty instead of questioning everything? <laughs> what if Colleen and Misty instead of being um, working partners, they actually hook up? Oh my god, that would be amazing. I'd be so uh, happy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was all the feedback. So now it's time to talk about next week. Uh, next week's episode is called Ashes, Ashes. 
I keep writing Ashes to Ashes, but it's not. It's Ashes, Ashes. And the synopsis is Stick offers up a theory. Danny finds himself sidelined. Hooray. And Alexandra learns that it's not easy being the leader. Hmm. Any theories? Hmm. I'm interested by this Danny being sidelined. What What would make him sidelined? Maybe Colleen becomes well, the defender. Or like a, a mild incline. Like <laughs> show. Um, what wouldn't sideline him? <laughs> Maybe he has to go to um to uh, he, he the almost got kidnapped by the one. I almost got kidnapped by the one person in this episode. <laughs> I mean... Aww, poor Danny. Uh, anyway, now it is time to thank our lovely guest, Shane. Thank you for coming on. My pleasure. And do you want to promote anything? Because I know you are a bit of a podcast master yourself. Yeah, uh, the main thing I want to promote is the Red Dwarf intro cast, which will be coming back in a couple of months' time when the new series comes out. Yay! Nice. I keep forgetting that's coming back. When is it coming back? Is it just for like a, a mini series or something? It's a four, six episode run, and I think it's the mid uh, mid October. Nice, that's cool. Awesome, uh, Brad. Thank you for coming on. Do you want to promote anything that you might have recorded today or as well? <laughs> <laughs> or something. Uh, sure. Uh, listen, uh, you can listen to me and Tammy and uh, for Claire for a little bit uh, <laughs> on Kelly Fashion Cast uh, talking about Quantum Leap and the fashions therein. Like, heads up, listeners. Um, I'm just going to say us. I did abandon Brad and Tammy earlier tonight, but I had to go feed some some <laughs> really cute cats that I'm currently looking after. And they're really cute. And I got to give one a cuddle because it wanted a cuddle. It's put its paws up for a hug. So I'm just saying, I mean, cute cats, Brad and Tammy. I mean, what would you do? <laughs> Brad and Tammy, hello! <laughs> you would run away as fast as possible. Um, Sorry, Brad. You can, you can also hit me, hear me You can also hear me with Matt and Mel. Um, if you want to go back and listen to the Twin Peaks podcast, we luckily are done with that. Um, and I'm almost done clearing the Facebook group of Riff Raff. So <laughs> feel free to join up. It's safe now. It's a full-time um, job, Brad. It really is. Do, really doing some powerlifting on that. Um, <laughs> um, also, um, assuming I ever get power again, um, um, you should check out the Ramjack podcast. And theoretically, by the time this is out, maybe our 9-11 special will come out that got delayed by the hurricane but has been recorded. So uh, check that out. It's fun times. They didn't forget. <laughs> we didn't forget. Irma remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, Tammy, do you have anything to promote that Brad hasn't mentioned? No, no. Brad, Brad's on all, so... You can, you can promote Disney if you want. <laughs> Why? They got enough Because you're always, because you're always there, like, every day. I mean, we did do a lot of Disney during hurricane yeah. times, because why not? Sure. Is there any, is there any uh, little secret? to Disneyland next? Are you excited? <laughs> Do you have any little secret Disney Disney World tips for listeners? There you go. Um, I don't know. Go to Epcot. Have all the food festivals in your life. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that park is, is now. It's just food festival after food festival, and it is a delight. Yes. Pretty much. So. And also Foxy Scientist in the uh, Spaceship oh, Earth ride. Oh, so Misty Knight, the scientist. <laughs> 
Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> She's, imagine Misty Knight as a scientist from the future. That's what you have in that ride. It's kind of amazing. Uh, Matt and Mel, uh, do you want to talk about Twin Peaks podcast some more? Well, Brattle, <laughs> we covered it. <laughs> we got Hooplecast though. Yay! Where we talk about Deadwood, HBO shows. Yep, and I will be on that soon. Uh, and that's it for this week then. Um, now it's time to sign off. Brad and Shane, do you want to give us an Excelsior together? Or you can do any other quote from this episode, I don't mind. Or you can chop someone's head off and kick it around a bit. <laughs> oh. Oh, cute. Well, very still. <laughs> uh, Brad, take us out with an Excelsior in the style of Wilson Fisk. All right. Uh, I was, uh, very nice uh, being out on this date with you this evening. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, um, Excelsior. <laughs> wow, that was really, like, low-key for the kingpin, I'm surprised. Anyway, thanks, everyone. Bye! Yeah, <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Too much to place. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Defenders Podcast or on Twitter at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it. And you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!